It's the Law and Business Podcast, hosted by Anthony Verna. We tackle the hard issues where law and business intersect to help you run a smarter business and avoid costly mistakes. Verna Law PC is an intellectual property law practice focused on trademark, copyright, advertising law, and domain name disputes. Contact Anthony at anthony at vernalaw.com. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Doing fine, Anthony. Thank you. All right. We're back with uh, Jim Huerta of the Nessa Group. So we need to look at, I would say, markets for small businesses. What I do is a lot of arguing about who the consumers are for goods and services for a business. Uh, what are the channels of, of trade, as we call it? Basically, what does your supply chain look like? Uh, what does your advertising look like? What does your marketing look like? Because all of that matters when you're talking trademark law because, for example, if you're putting the word mercury on, on speedboats, it's a radically different set of consumers. It's a radically different set of price points. It's a radically different set of um, you know, places of, of advertising than if you're going to stick the word mercury on cars, even though there's going to be some overlap. Uh, it's going to, there still are going to be those differences. So I would say that I think a lot of small and, and medium-sized businesses tend to miss their proper customer base, miss their proper channels of advertising to get their, their biggest bang for, for, for the buck. So how can we help small, medium-sized businesses to, to really hit the right channels of advertising, the right customer base for the product, the right, um, you know, the right supply chain to get the, the product built the best. What thoughts do you have on, yeah. on that? I'm, I'm a person who thinks very highly of doing your homework and doing research or due diligence, whatever mm -hmm. word people use, depending on whatever um, kind of department they're in or whatever their subject is. Um, I think a lot of small companies, when we've talked about it before, uh, could have a great product. And in doing the great product, they're not really sitting down and looking at, okay, we have this product, we got to know who our targeted market are, if it's a segmented market, mm -hmm. if it's a straight targeted market, uh, we got to know the demographics that exist within that market. So what I always strongly recommend is, again, you have to know where you're going with that product. I mean, your, your comment about the mercury is, is right on. Uh, you hear that, you're going to be looking for people who want cigarette boats as opposed to fishing boats. <laughs> so you lost a big audience already, and it's not, not necessarily the way it should be. So I think the research is very, very important. Even uh, the, the specific location, that those 20 or 30,000 elevated view of what you're doing is important. You're going to a location, you're trying to find out if that's the place you want to put your product on, you want to do the a beta of your product there, the test market, you really have to do some homework. And, and it's, doesn't that hold true just for SMEs? We can sit here and have some very funny stories about some very major corporations that in their expeditious way of getting their product <laughs> out there, they have lost a lot of advantage because they did the wrong thing, they said the wrong thing, because they didn't take the time to prepare for it. So SMEs need to be very attentive that their product matches the demographics and matches the targeted market that they're looking at. 
and and don't take it for granted. You know, we we can make impressions. Well, I'll just do a big email blast, and I'll take no. That's not going to help you. Or another one, and I can speak specifically to. Well, you know what? All Latinos all think alike. They all speak. no, they don't. <laughs> Be careful that you're not going with a product into the Latino market for a particular culture within the Latino space that doesn't like what you're selling. You know, I, I once met somebody years ago. Uh, I mean, what you just said triggered a memory. She said she helped companies market to Latinos. And I first thing I said was, what's the difference? You know, not you know, Knowing that, that, of course, there's a difference, but I was hoping to hear... Well, there are, you know, our company has divided the, the Latino market into like, you know, 10 separate segments. And here are the ones who, who you know, are, are most closest to maybe the immigrant population. Or maybe, but no, it was just kind of like a very blanketed yeah. statement. And, and that kind of took me aback that you would want to take one big segment like that and just treat it as one big segment rather than. And that's good that it took you aback. Because there is 31 or 32 cultures in the Hispanic community. And they have taste buds that are different. Uh, they have appearances that are different. Uh, clothing styles that are different. You just can't make that assumption just because they're able to communicate with each other. And even the communication. You get a guy like me of a Cuban descent. When I speak to other South American or Central American mm -hmm. countries... They know right away that I'm either Cuban or Puerto Rican because I speak much faster than they do, <laughs> and they get right away this guy is on on some kind of uh, wire that he can't come down. <laughs> but you got to be careful. I mean, they, they uh, we have done. I, I ran a company uh, called Research, Research Pays actually, and that's with our job. And we were working with some pretty large firms because they were saying we get the numbers, we believe the numbers. How do I walk in and make these people start thinking that I believe in them and they should believe in me? And, and that was our job. Get right on the ground, feet on the ground, start thinking about what's your sales pitch. How, how, how you even shake hands with some people or your body language. People are, you know, you got to have that courtesy. As Americans, sometimes we're like, <laughs> we, we're, we're, and New York is taboo. We're, we're on the move. The last thing we talk about, well, look at that person, where that person stands. I really should approach them differently. You know, we don't think that way. But you need to do that. You need to think of it. it I mean, it's true. It's true in the, the English-speaking world as well. I, I mean, you're not gonna, you can't target Canada in the same way that you're going to target the United States. And you can't, target, you can't target England, Scotland, Wales, and Ireland all exactly the same way. Because there are separate cultures. There are separate laws, even though, of course, they're speaking the same language. Sure. And, of course, they're not always speaking the same language. Exactly <laughs> right. I mean, to, to your point, to the, to the, uh, your expertise... I mean, you, you, you get a brand name or a copyright or something like that. I can imagine from your standpoint, oh, my God, I just said something that's so totally offensive to those people <laughs> that they wouldn't buy it if I gave it to them. I mean, you've you, you got to be real careful. Uh, you got to do your homework. It's, it's my, my biggest message to people because it's a shame that you're not successful. Because I'm going to say to you, if you come to me with an intellectual property piece, you, I, I, I would say, what does it do? What mm -hmm. can it do that you haven't thought about? Mm -hmm. And I agree with you that this is the right product for many different industries. The shame it would be if we misguided enough not to be able to, put, to speak the language of that industry. Sure. It would be confusing it, and you, lose, you would lose a space that you don't want to lose. Very, very important. I, 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 
even you know we run uh, as you know we have this thing that we do five times a year raising capital for companies you mm -hmm. know and and we stress to these companies and they are definitely SMEs by the way we're dealing with please think about your business plan think about the market Think about your branding. Think about what you say. And when you get to that top side executive summary, make it short, but make it targeted. Don't be, don't make people think that you, what's that joke where the guy opens the right goes, what watch would you like to buy today? <laughs> uh, you really can't do that. You gotta, you gotta, you're asking for someone to put money up and, and pay for your dream. So you better be perfect in what you're saying when it comes to the market because they will, work their way through that. If that's a weakness, you might lose an opportunity. And, and a business plan isn't static. It can be mobile. A, a business can I don't, can pivot. I, I hate that phrase, and I never like saying the word pivot, but businesses can, can pivot, and the product itself can evolve. Absolutely. And that, that's exactly right. And a, a business plan um, is what I say to people about budgets. When I, Even though I was working with large corporations in my career, and you would get all this this pushback about the budgets and about, oh, now you asked me to cut 10% from here. And I, and I say, this is a map. <laughs> this is not chipped in granite. This is going to tell you whether we're right or wrong. Mm -hmm. And by the way, there's a plan and there's forecast. So you're forecasting numbers that can be changed. We can re-forecast the numbers. But we need some kind of a guide to see what we're doing with our business. People are terribly afraid of, of the numbers and I think it's come from not understanding how the numbers should look I mean again what I said to you in conversation is that preparedness that training that mm -hmm. understanding what that means to a business a lot of people find it to be one of those administrative details that are a pain in the back and they don't want to deal with it you cannot do that you if someone says to you how much does it cost for you to make that product and you tell them you don't know Wow, I mean, they're gonna say, "What do you mean you don't know? Your price point's twenty bucks. What's my margins here?" Right. Some people really will give you that answer. I really don't know. You can sit in their face; they haven't <laughs> thought about it. They're so excited about the product, so excited about the market they think they have chosen, that they forget. I'm looking to multiply my investment. I want three, four times X my investment. And if you can't tell me what you're burning a day, I'm, I'm having a serious problem here. These are, all these things would shake themselves out with a good business plan. And people who know, there's people out there who are so talented. It's like, um, we, have, we bought a business plan package that we use for all our clients. Um, the wording is pretty simple because it really forces you to think through your business. The only complex part of the business plan that we have bought, which is a, a can uh, package, is the... Uh, understanding the financial projections because it's all uh, formula-driven and there's a lot of triggers. And if you don't know those triggers, believe me, when I first tried doing it, you could have heard the screens four blocks away. <laughs> but th the idea that things like that exist, and there's people out there who do that for a living who will say, I'll do that plan for you for X, X amount of dollars. Do some research, vet the person, and if they're good, bring them on, spend that money. If you're going to use a credit card to run your business, take X amount from that credit card and pay this guy because eventually that's going to come back to haunt you. And once you have it, you can change it any way you want. But now you've got the template. Now you have the ability to say, well, that was a hiccup on my part. I just learned from Anthony that if I use that, it's going to kill me. 
uh, I'm an advocate, obviously, you can tell the way I speak about it. <laughs> I'm an advocate of, of being prepared that way because it's it, the devil's in the details. And unfortunately, the business plan sometimes does uh, gets, gets the devil's <laughs> at it, okay? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Jim, thanks very much. Oh, thank you. It's always a pleasure being here. And we'll do it again soon. I'm looking right. forward to it. Thank Bye-bye. you. This has been the Law & Business Podcast. Visit VernaLaw.com for more episodes. To contact VernaLaw PC, send an email to anthony at VernaLaw.com or call 914-358-6401.